everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with GG podcast. I am your host, as always, Daniel Gotera. Thanks for stopping by on this Wednesday, June 9th. Uh, my guest today on episode 60 of the podcast is Jessica Aguilar. She is an MMA fighter. Uh, she has been around the, the game a long time. She helped pioneer the sport for a lot of women that have followed her in her footsteps. Uh, she's from right here in Houston. Galena Park is where she went uh, to high school. She grew up in the, on the east side over there, and uh, she has an incredible story. Uh, so she's got a fight coming up, and that's my guest today. Uh, we talked to her about the, uh, the new fight, uh, what her journey's been like. I mean, she's got a really crazy story. She's done pretty much everything that you can think of, traveled the world like she always wanted to do growing up, and uh, she's learned a lot along the way. So uh, we caught up with her at uh, one of her training facilities here uh, last week is when we talked to her. And um, like I said, her fight's coming up uh, soon, and she is uh, she's ready to go. Um, and we, we talked to her about all sorts of things. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Kind of a short intro today. I kind of wanted to jump right into uh, what Jessica was talking about. I think you're going to like it. The full story is actually going to air on Sports Extra soon. I, I, it might be this Sunday. It might be the week after um, because her fight's still a little ways away, so you know we can have a little bit of time to play with that. But the uh, full story on television is going to be on Sports Extra, where you get to see her in action. But right now, you can hear her voice. You can hear her tell her story about the type of impact that she's made and what it means to be such a pioneer in the sport of mixed martial arts. Here's Jessica Aguilar. So tell me, I guess let's start with the uh, obvious questions. Like, tell me why you do this. Why I do this? Well. Um, I was the youngest uh, of three. Uh, I grew up with two brothers. Um, so I wanted to do everything my brothers did. Whether it was play in the woods, soccer, baseball. Um, I wanted to play sports. I wanted to do everything my brothers did. So I grew up playing um, with the boys, with, with my brothers. And uh, I, I had a few... Um, there was, uh, well, my father passed away when I was six years old. So I had some tragedy when I, you know, we had some tragedy in the family when I was younger. And so I had to grow up really quick. Um, and, um, and that was kind of my escape. Sports was kind of like my place to kind of like dream and be a kid. So um, I played sports throughout school. My mom didn't like it too much, she's Mexican. <laughs> She's like, you know, that stuff is for boys, but... Um, Where would you was, grow up? I grew up here in Houston. Oh, you're here in Houston. I okay, originally Houston. from Houston. I went to, originally from Houston, I, um, I went to Our Lady of Fatima Catholic School, and I was on the boys' team, basketball team, and everybody hid it from my mom. They kept it from my mom because I was so good, and so my mom found out. She took me off the team, and we, that year, we started, that was, I think, that was fifth grade or sixth grade year, and we started the female team for Our Lady of Fatima, and we won championship that year. So... Um, That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then after that, I, um, my brother and my mom wanted to put me in uh, an all-girls school here in downtown Houston, um, private school, and I begged my mom, I'm like, I want to go to public school, because um, it was all the people around my neighborhood, you know, my friends from, the, from, from my neighborhood. And so she allowed me to do that. And then I played sports all year round. My coaches were like, just pick one sport because 
you're really good. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I want to play all year round. No, it's good to play sports all year round. I, th I think that's what the recommendation is, to kind of vary yourself and do different things. Right. Isn't that right? Yeah. So I did. I played, um, I played soccer. I played track. I mean, I played sports all year round. And in high school, my coaches were like, they wanted me to focus on one sport so that, you know, potentially I could get a scholarship. Mm -hmm. and, but my, you know, in my freshman year in, in, in high school, we had more tragedy. My older brother passes away in a car accident. Oh, so wow. I was like, I want to get, you know, it was my turn to grow up and, and help my mom at home. And so, um, again, sports was my escape. Um, and What um, high school is this now? I'm sorry? What high school? It's Galena Park. Oh, it's Galena yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah, Galena okay. Park. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I take night classes and I graduate early because I just wanted to get out. And, and I was working at, at the blood center here in, at the Gulf Coast Regional Blood Center in, um, in, in the medical center. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to go into medical, like biology. Um, and that was more of my mom's dream, you know, like the medical, the... You know, but I always wanted to help people. Um, I just didn't know what, what way I was going to go. So graduate high school, you go off to college, and I've always been different. I knew as a little girl I was different, um, and I was I was okay with it. Um, you know, um, so I graduate, and I was like, you know, I see my mom like suffer so much and, and work so much, and. I was like, I don't want to live like this. This is not, I want to see the world. I want to go out and travel. Yeah. So um, once I graduated and I was here for about two years, uh, I went to San Jack and then I took a few classes at U of H. And I said, you know, I transferred. I was like, I want to do some acting. Acting? Acting. Okay. So I was <laughs> like, you know, I want to dream big. You know, um, I don't want to be here. I want to see the world. I want to travel. And so I moved to California. I transferred over and I was working for the Red Cross there. Um, and I thought it was easy. You're 21 years old. You think everything is, is easy. And you get there and it's like, no, it's not as easy as you think, right? So a reality check, right. wake up call type for moment. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but you grow even more with that, I would imagine. I, absolutely, yeah. of course. You know, the, the experience you get at that age living alone in California. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right? I bet, yeah. <laughs> so um, it didn't work out. I was there for about eight months and um, I had some friends in, in Seattle mm -hmm. and in Oregon area. And um, they were like, hey, why don't you come down and snowboard? And I'm like, yeah. So I went down, I loved it. And I ended up moving to Oregon. Okay. Detour, right? No, that's Oregon. okay. I mean, that's the Beautiful. next stop in the journey, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Beautiful. So I worked for the state there as a correction officer. That's the only thing that was as that a was correction a, officer. As a correction oh, officer. Oh my right? gosh, you've what got quite yeah. you got quite the story, quite the journey right? here. Yeah. So I did. I, I did. Um, actually, I did a, a, an audition in Seattle. Um, it was fun, but it didn't go anywhere. Um, and then a friend from Miami called me because I was looking for for things for like extra roles or just to learn. Yeah. And so um, a friend calls me. They're like, "Hey, there's a lot of opportunities for Latin actresses down in Miami." Mm -hmm. And I really like Miami. Why not, right? So I um, packed my things up. I was in Oregon for about a year and a half, and I moved to South Florida. And so every time I move, I make sure that. 
obviously I have a job and I'm established. For and, sure, yeah. You know, and know where I'm doing. So I go there and where I lived, I there was a little gym about five minutes from my house. My job was like five minutes, so everything was close. And it was a boxing gym. It was called Punch Fitness. And that's where my journey began. I started there uh, after training, after work. I was, I'd go train, treadmill, and I'd you know, just go do the like anaerobic classes. And then one day I did a jujitsu class that I thought it was a wrestling class because I saw a girl in the class mm -hmm. and a bunch of guys and I was like, I could do this. And it was a jujitsu class. And I fell in love. Um, they asked me to go compete with them. Um, so I was in jujitsu for two months. They were like, hey, you learn pretty quick, you know. And it was, again, after you graduate and you enter the real, like you get into the, you, the real world, right? Yeah. It's, there's no more sports. There's no more like. Now you have to find your own path. Right. Yeah, it's, right. It's not like, you know, high school where you have a team. And so I felt kind of like I found a team again, kind of mm -hmm. like that, that team sport. So we would go to tournaments, and uh, in my second, I, my first tournament I won. It was, it was, uh, I was competing for, for, I was training for a month, and I competed in these tournaments where you go, like Naga, or you know, the different tournaments. You pay a registration fee, and then you compete against a girl at your weight class, yeah. and your, kind of your, your belt, right? Um, so I just listened to my coach, said, just stay on top, in jiu-jitsu, there's point systems. So if you're in side control, if you're in half guard, if you're in mount, and I know for those of you listening, probably don't know what those positions are, but there's yeah, there's different positions in Brazil. So what are you thinking about as you're doing this? I'm like loving it. You've never done anything like that before, but like this is. But your... it's a it's 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 another team sport for me. It's like another sport because yeah. it's so it's I'm learning something new. So um, and I'm competing, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I love it. Um, and I'm learning some self-defense. And I was trying to do the acting thing, so then I was like, hey, I can add this to my skills. Right. I mean, your resume is pretty long at this point. I mean, but, well, corrections officer and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but it's not, it, but, you know, for, yeah. for acting. I mean, no, right, exactly. Right. So I was like, this... Your portfolio. Right, mm -hmm. right. So I'm like, I'm learning self-defense. I'm competing. I, I like this because I'm staying fit. And... I'm learning something new. So I'm, I was loving it. I'm just living, you know, I'm working and doing this as a hobby. I'm like, this is awesome. So my second tournament, I go to an American Top Team tournament. It was um, organized by American Top Team. And at that time, I had no clue who American Top Team was. American Top Team is right now one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, MMA team in the world. Um, and so I go there, I ask that I want to register. They're like, oh, we, ha we have no girls at your weight class. And I said, okay, it's fine. I, I will compete with guys at my weight class. And they're like, no, you can't compete guy with guys. And I'm like, okay. So I stayed to watch my teammates. And American Top Team at that time in 2000, this was 2005, no, 2006, mm -hmm. um, also owned, uh, it was called AFC, one of the largest um, local promotions, MMA promotions in South Florida. And they were having a show, this was Saturday, the following Saturday was AFC 15. And they couldn't find a girl. And this guy's like, well, she asked to fight, you know, after, she asked to fight guys, so he, he calls me up and he's like, do you wanna fight? I said, yeah, I wanna fight. And he said, how much MMA experience do you have? And I'm like, MMA? 
I had no clue what MMA was. Like, MMA, he's like, mixed martial arts. And I said, I have none. I mean, I grew up with two brothers, but, and I played sports. <laughs> Fought but all the time, but yeah, it wasn't that. I, you know, yeah. I just competed in this little Naga tournament last month, but I have, he says, do you want to fight? I said, yes. And um, he said, well, it's at 115 pounds. The girl's at 115 pounds. At that time, it was two rounds. I think it was three minute, two, three minute rounds. And, um, but that was going pro. And I had no clue. I'm like, sure. I said, how much do I have to pay you? And he's like, he's like, no, I pay you. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm in South Florida. I'm young. I'm a female. My friends had told me, just be careful, you know? And yeah, right, right. Exactly. Like, then I'm like, well, wait, what do you mean? So I'll pay you $300 to fight, 300 to win. If you want to make more money, you sell tickets and you, you can make more money. So I was like, I didn't understand. I didn't even know what to ask. Skeptical. Yeah, I didn't, Skeptical, even, right. yeah. I didn't even know what to ask, what question to ask. So um, I said, I was like, what is, I'm thinking, what is another girl at 115 pounds going to do to me? My brother's 180 pounds. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'll fight. And he's like, okay. So I sold tickets. I had five days to train for my first professional fight. <laughs> I go to AOC 15 and I, I'm getting choked out for like three minutes and I'm punching back. I had no clue, you know, I had no yeah. clue. The only thing that I do remember- Literally for, learning on the fly. On the thrown fly. into the fire and the whole thing, yeah. That's it, yeah. So the first round, she gets me in an arm bar, but Lisa Ward had, um, she had wrestled for Oregon State. So okay. she had high school, she had, you know, she, this was kind of her background, mm -hmm. right? I had never wrestled. I mean, in Galena, we don't have wrestling around here. It's not, we yeah, don't right. have that, right? Um, so, um, she had some background. She had like nine professional fights. She was already in the, she was in the top 10 in the world at that time. Um, and I was kind of just the body. So um, long story short, I lose the fight, became the fight of the night. Um, There's different promoters there uh, in, the, in, in the audience that um, called me, called the gym and asked me to continue to continue fighting. And the rest is history. And I joined American Top Team um, after that, because I, I needed a welcome, like a, you know, um, I needed every training aspect of MMA. And in the boxing gym, that was just boxing, and they had like a little Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, program, but it wasn't, it wasn't the best, and American Top Team was the best. Mm -hmm. They had trainers from Brazil, trainers from all over the world. So I went there, and I, because of that, when I walked into the gym, they already knew who I was because of that crazy fight. And um, I started training there, and I introduced myself to the to the trainers, and and I said, um, I want to be a world champion. And they gave me a schedule. They said, Okay, here's your schedule. Like, they looked at me like, Okay, here's your schedule. And um, I started the female team at American Top Team in 2006, and now, you know, five years later, after I started my career, I became the best in the world. I did become um, a world champion, and uh, now we're here. Yeah, so traveled the world. I've you know like you did what you wanted to do. I've yeah. done what I wanted to do. I beat my idol, and uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying the journey. And and now you know learning other aspects of of the business, which is like commentating, and and so I'm having fun with it. You know, I've met great people, 
and I've changed my life. I've just, you know, kind of sharing my story now with other kids or, or females or, or anyone, you know, that anything's possible. What's your mom think of you now? Uh, she still doesn't like it, but she's <laughs> proud. Yeah, okay. she's okay. proud, um, but she still doesn't like it. She's very old fashioned. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, she's supportive. She still doesn't, she still can't watch the fights yet. Oh, I bet not, no. Uh, yeah, and I, you know, sometimes Even if they get, were supportive, even parents that are supportive sometimes just probably get a little Yeah, you know, a little my fights weary. Get, yeah, there's been fights where it's like pretty bloody, like, yeah. You, yeah. Um, so, but she's supportive now and, you know, I'm... I'm 39 years old now, and so, you know, I've had 15-year career, and I'm still going strong. What is the message that you have for women that like the sport but are hesitant to do it because of maybe some of the same things that you were thinking about back in the day? Just like, oh, I don't know if I should really get into it, but right. obviously you've thrived. You've done a great job with this. What is that message that you have for young girls, women that see the sport now that's so, so, so right. much more mainstream than it is than it was when you started? Yeah, no, when I started, there was a handful of, of us. There was about, you know, there wasn't a lot of females. I mean, I had, to, I had to fight at different weight classes. So I fought, you know, 115, 118, 120, 125. Um, so now, I mean, the sky's the limit. The girls, we, we've... I've been, I'm a pioneer, I've paved the way, and so, uh, you know, there's opportunities are endless. Um, you know, now I see young girls in gyms, in their geese, as young as four years old. Um, but I think the message that I would give females if they're interested, man, do it, you know? I mean, this is, sports now are just so main, like this sport is just so mainstream right. now, you know? Um, there's different, promotions out there that are helping kind of raise raise these young women or you know it's it's the possibilities are endless you know just believe in yourself find a good gym and go for it before I was the only girl in the gym for many years now it's like it's our it's sport. a cool feeling yeah, right that's a cool feeling absolutely. for you absolutely what uh, if nobody's ever seen you fight what's your style how would you describe your style that My you've fighting developed style. Yeah, over the years? I come, I'm a beast. Yeah, I'm a beast. I, I'm a Mexican <laughs> forward fighter. You know, it's kind of like when I get hit, it's it kind of like, oh, you know. So forward oh, we're here fight, now. Yeah, yeah, right, we're, yeah, we're fighting yeah. now. So I like to swing and bang. I also have a, a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so I love the ground as well. Um, and uh, I got my black belt from, from Master Ricardo Laborio, so it's a fourth, a fourth generation Carlson Gracie. Um, so I'm really proud of that. Um, so yeah, it's forward fighter. I, I, there's no quit in me. There's what no you, quit. What do you think of yourself when you watch your fights? Like when did it become, like initially when you start doing it, it's like anything else, right? I mean, I know when I was on TV for the first time, I was like, oh my God, is that what I look like on TV? I don't ever want to see myself on TV again. Right. But like when you see yourself fighting, when you the see same. videos of you fighting, what do you think? Well, you know, I'm cr that's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. Um, no, but um, it, it, it's, it, you know, I work so hard for this. The training is, you know, it's, it's, Pretty in it's really intense. Um, I love what I do. I choose to do this, um, and 
when I watch it, I, I, I'm just, I feel proud of myself. We're also our worst critics, just like you. We're like, oh, sure. I don't want to watch this the same. There's like, oh my gosh, I should have done this, right, I should have right. done that, or I should have been more aggressive. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm proud of myself. So what's your career record as it stands? What's next for you as far as the next fight goes? I know it's a little bit up in the air, but it, it, it's coming yes, soon, right? Yes, my career record is 20 and nine. Mm -hmm. Is that right, Jordan, or 21? <laughs> I'm like, I, 20. It's been a lot. It's been, yeah, yeah, 20 and nine. Um, and so um, I am currently fighting for XFC and um, looking to fight again in July. What's the key to keep this rolling for you? Like, um, just uh, everything that's gone into it already, but like now that you've gotten to this point in your career, there's always kind of changing, right? Your body right. changes, you're getting a little older than you right, were before. Right, like, right. Well, so what's the key to your success right now as you, as you see it? Well, for me, the key to my success right now is just to keep my body healthy. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I want to go out winning on a winning streak and I know that, um, in my, there's there's been some past performances that I haven't been too happy. Um, I know I have nothing to prove to anyone, but it's it's more so to prove to myself. Um, so I feel right now I feel great. I'm back here in Houston um, with my family, close to my family. Um, I'm training out of here, DST Main Street, uh, Gracie Barra, Henzo Gracie. There's a few gyms that that, that I train here. Um, and I feel really strong. I feel like I'm evolving. So I don't even want to put any limit to my career anymore. I, I was like, oh, I'm just going to hit 30 fights and then I'm done. But you know, right now I feel strong, um, and I want to. I want to go. I want to leave when I'm ready, and I'm not ready yet. So um, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe another 10 more fights. <laughs> oh, jeez, another 10 <laughs> fights. That's awesome. You know? um, and finally, I guess what is. What's after fighting for you? Do you want to stay involved? Do you want to, you've been through so many gyms. Do you want to open a gym? Do you want to teach? What is, what is that next step for right. you? I know you teach right now. Yeah, well, um, you know, I, MMA, martial arts will be in my life forever. I'm always going to be, it's, it's just a lifestyle. It's part of my life. Um, so yes, you know, I, I am a pioneer of the sport. I, I feel like uh, a mother to a lot of these girls coming up. You know, I started the female team at American Top Team, which is now the best female team in the world. Amanda Nunez trains out of there now. Yeah. She's their champion. So sure. um, I'm super proud of that too. And so I think that I have a lot to, to give back. Um, and not only for just girls that are interested in martial arts, but, but females. Um, I love to share what I've learned uh, with my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu background for self-defense. So um, I plan to develop my own self-defense program and, mm -hmm. and get that running. Um, I also, I have had plans of opening a gym in the future, um, but because of the pandemic, yeah. it's a little, so in the future, I plan to do that as well. Um, I have a foundation it's called the Jag Foundation, and um, it's just a girl trying to make a difference. And what I do is I sponsor kids um, that are, you know, well, good, good-mannered kids. They're doing good in school, and um, that want to do any martial arts so that they can do any. Because I think that martial art does save lives. You know, it saved my life, and I, I think that um, for kids, for younger kids, it's a, it's, it's the way to go.
Thank you very much, Jessica. As I mentioned off the top, this story will be on Sports Extra soon, but I figured I'd put the uh, whole audio of our interview on this podcast. You really got a, a sense of who she is and what she's all about and uh, just a tremendous person, really down to earth, even though she's accomplished a lot. Uh, her goal is to get back into the UFC. She was in UFC for a little bit. She wants to get back in the UFC, kind of finish her career there. So uh, she's got a couple of more fights that she feels that she can win. And uh, once she gets on a winning streak, uh, then maybe she'll get picked up by the UFC so she can compete at that level too. It's just crazy, really, how, how this sport has exploded over the years. I mean, I, for me personally, I've never really been one of, of a big fan of UFC. Uh, I, I prefer more boxing, but like boxing has become a complete sideshow at this point. We saw that Mayweather-Logan Paul fight, and it's, it's actually it's, it's become a joke. I mean, when's the last time we saw like a really, really good boxing match? I know Canelo Alvarez has, has some good fights. Uh, the Charlo brothers have been really good, uh, but I mean, these big marquee matchups, I think the whole thing for me got a little soured when Mayweather fought Pacquiao. That was a fight that I actually paid for, and I, I don't really pay for pay-per-view fights. We had a whole bunch of people over, we watched it, and that was a joke. That fight was a joke, wasted $100. Told myself I would never pay-per-view fight watch again. Uh, but hopefully there's a marquee matchup coming up soon. I like the fact that the Charlos fight on Showtime, so we'll get to see them there. Those two guys are awesome. But uh, hope you enjoyed Jessica's interview. Again, watch for that story on Sports Extra coming up. I will tease it on my social media pages. But until next time, next episode, hopefully we'll have Brian Peters on this week. Former Texan, workout fanatic. He's going to give us some tips about working out. I sure need these tips, that's for sure. Maybe I can get him to give us like a, a, like a workout regimen. I mean, the guy is just... A, a freak, a physical freak, man. And, uh, and But he's a good dude. I've, I've talked to him for a long time. He's a Northwestern graduate, so uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, I know you might not be interested in Northwestern, but we're going to definitely talk about Northwestern sports and uh, just his journey from the NFL. He was a CFL guy. Uh, he's been a lot. He's been around a lot, so I think you're going to enjoy that interview too. But until next time, that would be Episode 61. This was Episode 60. We'll talk to you later. See you.